0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. we talking buds leaf show three games into the season edition i'm really straddling the line of it's early but i've got some takes i don't know about you how are you feeling uh yeah i think everyone's kind of at that point right now to be honest with you so there's no better form on planet earth than the talking buds leaf show to get those early takes out of you so i thought the a different way we could do this is let's go through the lineup that lost on monday night to the chicago blackhawks and we'll go kind of through each line and each player and kind of give our early take on how they are playing and just our opinions of of the roster that sheldon keith has essentially put out there for three straight games with the exception of um Joe Wall and Eli Samsonoff uh, switching up the third game. So, obviously, first line, Bertuzzi, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. I mean, Austin Matthews, six goals in three games. He looks like the hockey player that we all want him to be, hoped he would be, utterly dominant. You could make a case that his best game was the game he didn't score against the Chicago Blackhawks. He had 18 shot attempts. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. that? Listening. He had 18 shot attempts, and he was just all around it all night. And I just, there's nothing you can really say about Austin Matthews at this point. There's nothing more you need from He's carried them, essentially. Him and William Nylander, who we'll talk about in a second. Those two guys have carried them through three games. That's fun that's a fair fair statement you make and um my expectation for this guy was pretty pretty fucking simple it was you're now the highest paid player in the league so you got to play better than he did last year you got to play like basically the highest paid player in the league other than the greatest hockey players ever sued up the skates 97 but he, he's done that he's been he's been every bit that he's exceeded expectation early on and he's He's the guy driving the bus and that's what he needs to be doing for this team to win. So I think it's a phenomenal start for him. Like we said, the last episode, when, when a guy like that gets out to a start, like he did, that's just huge for him. Huge for his confidence, huge for the, for the old statistics sheet. It's a good start for 34. His performance in the Saturday night game against Minnesota after getting a hat-trick against the Habs was just, it was fantastic. And it was like, like I said, you, th- this is what you envision or what we all envision him being and the type of hockey player we wanted him to be and that he has become. And it's just proof that last year he was not 100% healthy and zero, zero complaints when it comes to Austin Matthews. Mitch Marner, three points, all of them assists. I, I don't think Mitch Marner's been bad. But he hasn't been. He's been fine. That's the way I'll put it. I think there's another gear for him to get to. He looks a little bit to me like playoff Mitch Marner, a little bit like not as dominant, kind of on the periphery. I think he has another level um, to get to, and I think it's. I think William Nylander being so dominant this early is shining a light on that as well. Yeah, I think you just hit that. What you just said there is exactly what I was going to say. It's just. He's just not the front and center guy right now, and he's not even number two. Uh, it's not like he's played bad, but it's just there's two guys playing more dominant and are demanding the puck more than he is. So it's, I I I like like how can you, you cannot doubt this guy in regular season play? Like you just can't. So like. Yeah, he doesn't have six goals in three games, but this guy, this guy will get his ninety points. Yeah, he's been like I I said, he's been fine. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say Mitch Marner hasn't been very good. He's been fine. Yeah, I I would just I wouldn't even waste any more time on him. He'll 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 get his points. He'll do his thing. He'll play the penalty kill. He'll play the power play. He'll be he'll be he'll be be okay. Tyler Bertuzzi, um, one goal, one point, ten penalty minutes. I think this guy's been pretty mid, to be honest with you. Like, I, I think he's having a difficult time acclimating. This is going to be a common theme as we kind of run through the roster here. I think he's having a difficult time acclimating to what his role should be on that line and where he needs to be with with the two guys he's playing with. Another guy who, like, I'm not going to sit here and say he's been awful, but I think mid is the best way to describe him. Like, uh, if, if we're going to talk about potentially shuffling around the lineup, as they head out on this road trip Moving Tyler Bertuzzi Down the lineup is not something I would be opposed to doing at this point I think um, As we go down the list It's going to be kind of More the same with a couple guys I think Tyler and maybe A couple other guys are finding out that Like when there's a situation For this hockey team there, there's There's four forwards who are going over The boards and you're just not one of them so you're just going to have to find a way, even though he's getting first line minutes. Oh, so it's Mac- not like he's missing out on opportunities. Max Domi's, a, you can put yeah, Max yeah, Domi well, in that category it's just as like, well. I, I mean, I didn't watch every Red Wing game. I like barely watched any, cause I barely have enough time to watch 82 Leaf games, but I would be interested to see a Red Wings fan comment on like, if he was one of those guys who was always hopping over the boards for those opportunities. And it's, if you're coming here and, and you're looking for points, you better get them five on five because you're not seeing power play time very often because there's four forwards going over the boards and, and you're not one of them. And I think with him, it's just, he looks a little slow off the gate speed wise. I I didn't know. I, I, I never really gauged him as a skater, but he's just, he's a mid skater, but he's, he's a skilled guy. He'll, he'll figure it out. I, I'm not worried about him at all. Well, okay. I'm going to kind of deviate for a minute because we just went through the first line and like, Tavares and Nylander, like, we'll talk about them in a second, but you just kind of hit on... I like the point you just made about Bertuzzi there, which is, like, you have to find a role because in a tough situation, you're not going over the boards. There's four guys going over the boards, and there's two other guys I'd like to loop into that conversation. First one is Cali Yarnkroc. Why the fuck is he on the second line, Sheldon? Like, I I do not understand... Because Kelly Arncroft ties into Max Domi. I think Max Domi has really, really struggled out of the gate here. And, like, Sheldon, like, the the lineup comes out last night ahead of of the game against Chicago, and there's Max Domi down on the third line with with Minton and Nice, who are, like, kind of glued to each other at the moment. And, like, it's just, that's not... Max Domi is proving that he he's, he struggles defensively. He really struggles defensively. He is not his defensive prowess. And as Sheldon always says, taking care of the puck is not his strong suit, okay? So why are you putting him lower in the lineup and giving him potentially more defensive responsibility? You can make the same argument for Matthew Nyes as well. Do you see the common theme here? There's a lot of players in the mid to bottom six who are in bizarre roles because this coach who is still here is falling on his laurels and doing the same thing. He always does, which is leaning on his horses. And I get that, but is completely lost when it comes to how to deploy his middle to bottom six guys. So if you're going to look at Bertuzzi, Yarncroc, Domi, Nice, like all these guys, they're, they're all struggling to like establish themselves in the lineup because Sheldon's going to Sheldon. I mean, that, but like, that's what, what What were we really expecting? Like, it's. Well, yeah, well, I'm, like, I'm like, crying over spilt milk. I, I know, uh-huh. but like, it's, it's, we know they just run these guys out there. It's just what I said about Bertuzzi. It's like, there's four forwards who run the show on this hockey team. That's just the way it is. And it's going to be up to these guys to figure out ways to contribute without being on the ice so much. Yeah a lot of these guys, like, like Minton and Nyes, they're rookies. Like they're, they're getting their feet wet. I don't think that's the greatest combo. We'll get there, but it's like, Domi, you're not getting out there in any sort of offensive opportunity. Like you're just not, so you better find a way to shape your game to fit this system or else you're going to continue to struggle. And I also think he just looks like he's, he doesn't have his feet under him yet, or he doesn't have his legs under him. Like i I mean, people talk about how long the preseason is, but clearly it wasn't long enough for guys don't play enough because some of these guys look like they could use an extra couple of games to get their feet under them. Or maybe that the intensity of just the regular season picking up is is a factor. But yeah, like it's just for, for all these bottom roll guys, like they just have to find a way to contribute with with the ice time that they're gonna get and the roles just, that they're gonna get, I just don't know how you how you do that in Sheldon Keith's system. Like, I don't know how how you elevate guys with the way he deploys his lineup. I just don't know. And if you're a player like a like a Bertuzzi or a Domi or a Nyz, I could totally understand why you would get frustrated playing for this guy. I could totally understand it. Like, it's just I'm not a Sheldon Keith guy. I'm like I, we're not gonna go down that road. Like we did, we ranted about what a dumbass decision we both thought it was to bring him back so it just kind of is what it is at this point but yeah anyways we got way off the rails because that's how angry he makes well, but me like, sometimes. a lot of but like we can go through this list all we want but a lot of these guys are gonna fit in that's what i mean that's why i kind of got yeah, off like yeah. yeah it's like we can go through player for player but at some point we're gonna be saying the same thing about all these players yes like right now that third line is lost yes like, what is that third line? Like, I know they're giving Fraser Minton a, a shot, and he's hasn't really blown the doors off. But now you're starting to understand but, why but this is. But, but again, Sheldon, like, like, what do you want from Fraser Minton? Do you want him to be a a defensive sort of like responsible third line center, or do you want him to contribute to more, more offense? When you put Nyes and Domi on his wing. To me that's that signals okay we'd like more offense out of this third line cuz those two guys like I, that's not a shutdown third line combination but then the way he like i said th- these guys can't get into the game and can't execute properly and can't totally get their feet under them because he's running Ma- Matthews and Marner out there every second shift well that's just that's just how it is yeah, like these guys like, they're going to have to figure it out they're going to like I mean, I mean, O'Dog touched touched on it on Overdrive. Like, I I I believe that they should give like why is why is Cali Yarnkro playing on the second line? Thank you. Like, that that is one thing. It's like I like Cali Yarncroke. He's he's a half decent hockey player, but like I don't need to see this guy on that line. Like, put Matthew Nyes on that line, please, and just give him a shot there because I think you're missing out on his like offensive prowess. He he can't drive a line on his own. Obviously, he's a rookie. It's his first full 82 games. And that line's really struggling, and I just I just don't need to see Cali croak on the second line. Yeah. I really don't. Like I said, Sheldon, gonna Sheldon. So let's just touch quickly on on the other parts of the second line. William Nylander, like, that gets better every ugh. hockey game. Like you know what? I'd like to. I'd like to. We've made a long-standing tradition on this show of when you say something, if you're proven wrong, come on here and eat your crow. I've been very vocal about how the Tavares and Nylander pairing has not really, I haven't loved it. It looks much better to start this season. And that is honestly, no offense, John, that is purely because William Nylander is an absolute force of nature out there on the four check and getting the puck back. He did all the work to get Tavares that goal against the Blackhawks. He is like, This guy's a $10 million winger at this point, and it's just... I heard a great point made on the radio today, though, because there's a lot of people who are calling, um, just give him the money, but he's kind of playing motivated and pissed off right now, and he's dominant because of it. So there is... And one thing we know about Willie is he's Joe Cool. He's Mr. Super Lax. He's Mr. Like, whatever, man. So... If you give him the contract, are you then worried that there he he would no no and there's no way to, there's no way to prove this there's no way to quantify this I honestly don't think it would make a difference if he gave him the money or not I not I think he's past that point in his career I think he's like a more mature guy right now What is he t- 27 gonna be turning 28 like the guy I, I don't think that matters I think he's just I think last year he proved he was every damn like. He knows what he's worth and he's just proving it. And he's, I don't know, like, there's nothing else to say. The guy's just unbelievable. Like there's nobody who can just grab the puck and make something happen quicker than that guy, even over Matthews. Like Matthews has the opportunistic guy in front of the net who just always finds that ability to put the puck in the net, but there's nobody who can grab the puck, turn around and just change the the flow of the play quicker than that guy can. No, it's just he's just, he's just unbelievable. You you kind of said this last week, and, like, I just said, you know, Nylander's really driving that line, and he is. But, like, look at this. You pull up the Leafs' point totals here. Six, th- three guys with six points. Matthews, Nylander, Tavares. Yeah. He's always there. Yeah. Like, he's always there. He's always getting his points. He's still a lead at that. Absolutely. And, and like, look, look at the guys up there. Like, look at the top four forwards and points. Like, it's... Yep, it's the big four. The big four. And just, like, I, I cannot... Drive this home more. If you are a role player on this hockey team, you better figure it out quick because you're not getting on the ice, man. These guys are on the ice every second of the game. Any opportunity to score if they, if they pull their goalie, like they're on the power play. they that the units out there for two minutes. Yeah, there was multiple times. Like, so if, you, if you're Max Domi, who's a big uh, talking point in this city right now, you, you got to change your game. Because you're not getting out there. You're not. Yeah. You got to find that role on the team. If you want to be in Toronto so bad and be Ty's son and be beloved, like you're not doing it by putting 80 points up on the board here. Like you're. Well, I've said his role is his role has to be a water bug, a rat, a someone who pisses the other team off. Some guy who's in ha- on no He hasn't strums. done any of No, that. he hasn't done that. And that's. To me, if I if I'm looking at him and I'm going, what can you do to earn yourself more ice time to get you out there with these guys to the point that you're making, that's what you have to do. Like you have to be way scrappier than what he's being. Like way scrappier. And, but at the same, I'm not gonna let's not three games. I know it's a podcast and it's not like we're gonna come on here and be like, ah, it's like we gotta talk about something. Everyone's giving their early takes on the season. That's just what you do. But he's gonna find his way. It's just, it's I mean, I it is. It is challenging again, just like you're not getting, you're not getting that ice time. You usually see on this team and you better, you better adjust. And I think he is going to adjust hopefully. And um, yeah, he just looks a little behind. He just looks like a step behind. I don't know. He looks like a guy who's trying to figure out his role and his place on the team. Yeah. Um, we talked about, we've touched on knives a little bit and Minton, but let's talk about them together as a pair. Now they're like two rookies who they've been kind of stuck together um, I'm with you 100%. I'd love to see Nyes get a look on the second line, even on the first line. If you wanted to put him up with Matthews and Marner for a period or two, I wouldn't say no to that and move Bertuzzi down. Like, if you'd love to, if you'd like to go Nyes on the first line, shift Bertuzzi down to the second line, and shift Yarncroc down to the third line, then that's what I think you should do. Or move Domi up, I don't know. No, I, I. I don't think it matters playing with Matthews. I think Nylander and Matthews are, are on equal footing, in right. my opinion. Like, you're, you you put him with either of those two, and something's going to happen. I'd prefer to put him with Nylander, to be honest with you, because there's nobody making things happen okay. more than All Willie. Right. Like, that's why I want him on that line. Like, Austin's getting his cookies, but Willie's doing everything. Yeah. So, I mean, he's skating it. So, if you're a guy who who's not skating with the puck, and Nyes is not skating with the puck, I find him on his ass a lot, actually. Right. Yep. Then get him on a line with a guy who's constantly skating and transitioning into the O zone and and get him in front of the net and use his body and get him some opportunities. That's what Tavares is doing right now. All John has to do right now is get open. Six points. You look at the game sheet and he's always on it at the end. You're right. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. License partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA, 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources Talk about Minton a little bit. Like I, I think, Freezer Minton to me looks like a, a rookie who's trying to get acclimated into the NHL game. I think he has a really nice NHL career ahead of him but I think he won't be here after nine games at this point, which then opens up to the debate of who is going to play third line center. And and here I'm circling back from preseason discussion. You understand why they were trying to force Nylander at center now, because it's just like, yeah, their depth, their depth. There is an issue because it's like, he, he, he's not even close right now, in my opinion. I know it's early and like, if he doesn't work, I don't think he looks, I don't think he looks bad like I don't watch him yeah, and they not that line is doing oh, nothing exact, no, no, that line is that's doing what I mean. nothing like they're not he doesn't I, I don't look at him every night and go I don't know if I say every night it's been three fucking games um I don't look at him and go oh man he's he's getting beat he looks he looks like he's lost out there I don't think that but I do think like he's he's trying to get acclimated and you're he's not necessarily being effective and I think he you know they kind of they got brought him up here. he's getting a look. I think, like listen, this is a kid who I think, if they hold on to him, has a bright future in this organization i really I really think that, but they gotta they gotta figure out what they're gonna do. The only other name that comes to mind potentially for that role is Pontus, so yeah. maybe after the nine games, they give Pontus a look there, but yeah I, I just you I, I think. If you want to get the version of Nyes that you saw towards the end of last year and into the playoffs, you got to get him away from Minton. And I love your point about put him with Nylander because Nylander is cooking right now, and you he, all put, he's got you to do put is put me with Nylander right now. And I, I'm sure I could find a point. Yeah. So yeah, a hundred percent. So yeah. I think I think that's I think Fraser Minton will will be hard pressed to make it past uh, the nine game mark. As we move to the fourth line, here's something I've been really excited to talk about. Because to no one's surprise, the debate around Ryan Reeves lives on social media. And it's it's like any debate that this fan base has about anything. It's absolutes. You've got people who are tying their identity to either side of this argument. You've got, the, you've got the Pokemon collectors who are over here saying, this guy is the worst hockey player I've ever seen. He loses his minutes every single time. When he's on the ice, all of the numbers do a nosedive. He's a terrible, terrible hockey player. Then you've got the other people who tie their identity to the other side that are like, he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to this team and they're playing differently because of him and... Which I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with, and and the one thing I will say for the pro Ryan Reeves crowd is, the team's franchise player went out of his way on Saturday night after the game to credit him for changing the tone of the game by fighting Marcus Foligno, and then so much so that he he gave him the the belt afterwards. And that video clip was all over the Leafs Instagram of him saying. Like turning it around for the boys or whatever, and gave Reeves the belt. I think the deployment of Ryan Reeves is, is a really interesting conversation because two things can be true. The guy is not a very good hockey player. Like he he's not. But he he does make like he does make a difference. And how many times have we sat here and complained and cried and banged this table about how fucking soft this team is. And now you've got legitimately the toughest guy in the league out there that actually did change the tone and vibe of the game on Saturday night against Minnesota. Yeah, this is um this is a very touchy subject for me. Um for for all you what you call them, Pokemon collectors out there who want to just continue to hate on the guy. Just do you hate on him. But I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the dudes who, who cry about this team not being tough enough. And I don't want to hear a peep for them in terms of you can't have this guy on the ice. Because it's like, what do you want? Like, what do you, there's not, there's not a lot of Tom Wilsons out there who can play in your top six and be tough. Like, you wanted someone to come and cha- change, set the tone for your team. You went out and got the toughest guy. Like, he is what he is. To me, this team has way bigger issues than who's getting... What was, it, what was his ice time? What was his ice time last game? His, his total, his average time on ice is eight minutes. Yeah. We're, we're crying about a guy who plays eight minutes a night. Like, really? This whole first part of this conversation, we've talked about how there's four forwards going over the boards. Like, why are we worried about a guy who plays eight... Goddamn minutes yeah. in a, a and, night, and 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 when he's on the ice, the impact he's having is helping the best players play like, well. And Ryan Reeves, he gives the, the analytics crowd fits because you can't quantify that in a in a number. And 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 I think a lot of people who are married to analytics, they they've like, like I said earlier, they've made that their identity as a fan, and that's great. Like I'm I'm. You and I are not anti-analytics guys. We're not. But it's, I think people, that crowd gets very hung up on him because you can't, like, Austin Matthews, watch the video clip. Like, listen to what he said after the game on Wednesday. He, he directly, like, they felt that on the bench. He went out and he fought Marcus Felino, and that made that opened up space a little more, and that made the the best players play a little taller and gave them a little more confidence. And you, you can't quantify that in a metric. So we're, we're we're sitting here talking about Sheldon's deployment of the lineup. This is another way that he's got to be kind of more creative with how he uses Reeves. Like I think Ryan Reeves is at a point as a hockey player where. That's all he's here for. Like he's not, he's not here to do anything other than lay a few hits and punch some guys in the head. That's literally what he's here for. I I I'm just not going to waste my time on a guy who averages eight minutes a night. Like we we haven't even gotten to the biggest problem with this hockey team yet. Like that's like, like, I'm, like this is ridiculous. Like if, <laughs> if they're in the second round of the playoffs and he's out there and he's a liability, fine. We can have this conversation. Like it's, Hey, what a great opportunity to get Max Domi on the ice more. How about Reeves sits a shift and you get Domi out on there on the fourth line, getting some more ice. Like, like this is this is the stupid. What a waste of time this conversation is. Like, I'm sorry, I've been in the camp of any tougher guys. I'd want him in the lineup for 82 fucking games. That's my opinion. I'm sticking with it. The analytics crowd could suck it. I don't care. I, it's I. I it it matters to me that he's out there. I don't care if it matters to you. It matters to me. Well, so I'm not he, gonna complain about a guy who plays eight minutes a night. And like get he, a life. Any any ex player will tell you that it's it's important the role that he brings. Yeah. It it is. Yeah, get a get a life. Like um, we gotta move on to the issues. defense here. We've already done twenty-five minutes. We gotta move on to the defense here. Gregor and Camp. Whatever. Yeah, Gregor's fine. He's yeah. fast. Again, what are we gonna do? Like David Camps. Classic. Just a guy like Classic Leaf fan base. Just Get hung up on guys who play eight minutes a night. Awesome. Okay, let's talk about the defense pairings. Um, Morgan Riley is Morgan Riley. He looks like Morgan Riley. He's He's been fine. Like, I don't, I don't think Morgan Riley's been bad. TJ Brody, I don't think has been great, but I also think that there's been far worse defensemen on this team than him. Like, I think as a top pair, they've been Okay. Um, your thoughts on them? Yeah, I mean, just the, again, I, I, I don't even know if I want to go through defensemen through defensemen. It's just no, we're just gonna go through the pairings. Yeah, like I just don't. it's Just overall, it's just it's bad. It's not good. Why? What, like this is it's not good. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's not good. Like the like, the, the, the they're, they're fine, they're fine, but I'm not, I'm not the, the McCabe and Klingberg pairing. Klingberg is such an interesting player because. He's like up there with the with the top point getters on the team. And I think he's brings a lot of offensive upside. Like he's he's oh he's a big upgrade at quarterbacking the power play over Morgan Riley. Like he's he's way more creative and way more of a scoring threat than Morgan Riley. But, man, is he a defensive. He's not great defensively. And then they've put Jake McCabe with him, who I don't know what the hell Jake McCabe's doing out there. Bobby Orr out there. Oh, my God. Jake McCabe is, is running all over yeah. the ice. He's Pinch, up in the- Mr. Pinch boy. Yeah, he's up in the offensive zone. He's yeah, just like, well, like, what buddy, do, like buddy, buddy, what are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah, like, 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 what me. are you doing? Like, Less is more. Yes, like, Jake McCabe really needs to, like, figure out. Again, another guy who's kind of struggling to figure out, like, what should I be doing when I go? go out there on every shift. And, and, and we do complain about how this team didn't get enough offense out of their defense last year. So it's like, I get, I get the effort, but like, I don't, I don't want to see it. I, well, I, I don't no, but, see it. I, not from Jake McCabe, yeah, like, like, it. like you will, like I look to Riley and Klingberg as guys to contribute yeah, defensively. Yeah, and, the, and the other, the other four guys, let's, like let's just more. play your, play your position. Um Giordano and Lilligren. Um, I mean, Giordano at this point, he's going to be a third pairing guy. Like I, he's like, he's fine. Um, I just look at a guy like like Lilligren, and I'm kind of like, when are you going to be at top four? Never. Simple, simple answer. Really? You're just writing him off forever Never. as a potential we, we top We We go through all these guys. They're all fine, but it's just, at the end of the day, Like, it, it's good enough to get through a regular season, but... Anyone complaining about the decor? Right, and it's, like, it's like we all knew this. We yeah. all knew what was going to happen, and and we're all anticipating. Like, and we we know Tree Living knows it too. And, and and I said at the start of the season, it's good enough to get to the playoffs. There's no, there's their decor is not going to stop them from finishing second in the division, getting over a hundred points. But it's just like that's just it's it's not good enough to win a Stanley Cup. I'm sorry, it's it's really not. Yeah, no, it's right. It's nowhere close. And and yeah, in in the defense, in the defenses. Defense and the defense's defense. Um, I thought, as a whole, defensively against Chicago, they were brutal. Like all, all oh, for the f- three games, they yeah all the forwards no, are too. There's no yeah. structure. There's no everybody's doing the thing where they're cheating in the neutral zone. Like the Blackhawks just dominated the neutral zone. Yeah on on Monday night, and like everybody just needs to get back to playing a more structured game and recognize that like you know what, your blue line is is not the the best, and you need to be playing sound team defense. But but is that it's, this yeah, team's it, yeah, identity? Exactly. It's it's cla- right? I was really about to say that. It's like it's classic Leafs hockey. Yeah. Here. Like everything we're talking about right now is it's like it's it's a it's a fucking rewind from every season we've covered. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. Cause, man. Yeah, because like, part of D me is like, isn't good enough. The we're complaining about the bottom six mix, and then we have <laughs> question marks about the goaltending. Like it's the yeah. same thing. And we're running the four. Forwards over the boards constantly, and they're they're getting their points or whatever. But it, like, like really, as long as you have the the core four intact, like the formula is kind of going to be the same for yeah. this team. Like it's just their D's not good enough. Their bottom six has question marks. People want them deployed differently, and the goaltending's been sus. Like it's yeah. just yeah. And the the like because the cap hasn't gone up yet, you've got so much money dedicated to these four guys that you're trying to do patchwork. In your bottom six with rookies and guys on cheap contracts and wanting them to sort of play above what they're paid and and which is hard for them to do when you're running the big four guys out every other shift, and it's but at the same time it's like what it's they're they're just stuck in a formula yeah. like it's just, but at the same time it's like they're gonna they're gonna make the play yeah. I'm not gonna lie when i when i the the Blackhawks game started and and I was watching i it was the it was very early on, right? It's like slap my hand down and I was like, I'm ready for April. <laughs> I'm not like last year I found I got like into it a bit in the regular season. I I am I was watching a bit of that game and I'm like, here we are complaining about the same things we're, we've been complaining about for years, but it's just like it, it we're here like let's just let's just fast forward. Like this team's good enough to make the playoffs. No, like, you no, know, no, like, no, no, here, like, no. Here, here. Let's fast forward to the trade deadline yeah, like, and uh, see what trees like that's, got up. Obviously, his sleeve. That's, that's not very exciting for a podcast that is going twice a week, and we're just gonna give <laughs> <laughs> same takes every every week. But it's just like I, I don't know. I was just watching it, being like, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like here, here. Like let's, let's just. Well, no, there. that's not true. Okay, hold on. Let's. It, talk, yeah. It's all. It's all a tryout for April. Yeah, like that's yeah. what it is. Basically, it's like yeah. Max Domi not contributing three games in really doesn't matter. It's like, you just need to find your role and stay healthy in time to contribute in April. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. yeah. And, and Nylander and Matthews being so dominant. It's like, that's fucking awesome. That's but, nice to see though. Yeah, like yes. it is like to me, like one thing that was missing from last year was Austin Matthews getting a hundred points and over a hundred points and 60 goals. Like that, that's something I do want to see, but like, like, it, it, like, what? Who cares really? What Tyler Pertuzzi does? Look, he shows up in April. He's a legend. None yeah. of this matters. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like True. they're good enough to get there. Like, it's just, and it's going to be week after week after <laughs> week of just talking about. Well, that's why. That's can, why you and I always say. Like, we had third line. I, I had a. We had a couple people uh, comment on on one person on YouTube and then another person on Instagram. Being like, where's, like, I think they thought that we were going to do one after every game. And I was like, I can't, I don't think we can do that. Like, I, like, you and I say all the time. Oh, it's just the most redundant thing of all You and I time. say all the time that, like, we, we tip our hat to people who cover this team on a daily basis on sports talk radio. Because it's like, I could not sit here every day and talk about the same it, shit. It literally is the same thing. Yeah. Unless they go on, like, there's the odd time where they go on an absolute heater and you got nothing bad to say and it's all hunky dory, there's times where the goalies are on fire and they carry you and you're 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 pumped about the run they're on, and you you hope that it happens in April and then there's times where they where they suck and they go on a bit of a actually they didn't really do that last year actually they didn't really go on a on a bad losing streak, but in years past there's been losing streaks, and then you go off and everyone sucks like it's just the the cycle of the season and it hit like here we go again, game three complaining about the third oh. line <laughs> like. <laughs> God. Uh, hold on before we go let's talk about the goalies. Um, because I don't think he, like Samsonov, we talked about him after the Habs game. I thought he was brutal. Um I thought he I thought he played okay in the third period of the game against Minnesota and then like he he made some big saves. Um and Wool. You have to say wool now. He's he doesn't want to be called Wall. He wants to be called wool. I'll call him of the hell I want to call he, him. He I thought he he brought he brought his usual Joe Wool poise where he looked he looked confident and kind of steady. But again, like you get you get a good scoring chance. It's in the net. Like the I, I thought don't thought he looked fine. I, I mean I here's my opinion. I'm not or for Samson off. I'm not disrespecting the only guy who's won a playoff series for this team since Eddie Belfour. Like I'm, I'm giving the guy some leeway here. Like that's the respect he gets from me. You win a playoff series for this, for this team. You have my respect and you have my patience in getting your form back from the off season. And I thought, I thought wool, wool was, was okay. I thought he looked good actually. Like, yeah, whatever the, couldn't stop the big. I mean, breakaway. I mean, yeah, yeah, but, but your teams. yeah. But your team. I think it yeah. could have. He could have looked a lot worse. Yeah. And, and your like, team. I thought he looked steady. I thought he looked confident. The team sucked. Yeah. They weren't scoring on the other guy. Soderbloom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's Ed another Belf- thing. Like, like Dom Hassick that's, in, the, that's, in the Blackhawks that's uniform. Another thing. Some guy named Arvid Soderbloom comes in yeah. here and looks like Patrick Dominic Wall. Yeah. He looks like, like, like Dominic Hassick. Yeah. Like. Oh my God. You and I are always open about how we don't watch a ton of out of market hockey because we watch 82 Leaf games and watching another hockey team that we don't care about sounds like torture. But um, it, th- this always seems to happen to the Leafs where it's like some guy named Arvid Soderbloom comes in here and looks like the second coming. It's either it's either a goalie or it's a player. Like it's just, that's just what Scotiabank Bank Arena brings out in people. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of. So basically, our assessment of the team through three games is it's the same. It's shit. the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, well, like, well, think about what, what is really surprising about any of this conversation we've had. Like, oh, it's just, there's nothing. It's the same thing. What It's what everybody was talking about. It's It's bottom six, not being deep enough, but also like. Like you're, you got to score in the limited opportunities you get. It's the decor not being good enough. What did we talk about? All offseason, the decor not being good enough. And then the goalies, it's like Samson off a playoff series, which means a lot to me, but most people don't trust him. And then you got a rookie. It's like, and then the top four, they better score. Like that's, that's it. Yep. It is what's the ne- exact what's, same. What's exciting. Like what's, yeah. what's new about it? It's the same thing. It is the same thing. See you on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 See on Sunday to talk about Callie Yarncroak going down to the third line Oh my god Callie Yarncroak. Yeah I mean if you drew it up Like we did sit here in the training camp In in the weeks Leading up to the season during training camp We did sit here going Well I don't know what the bottom six is going to look like And the defense looks kind of sus And uh, who knows what the goaltending is going to be And now here we are three games in And you're right yeah, like what could be different about this season? Um, like the top players go like kind of dry sidle McDavid point production. Yeah. that's something that could be different. Um, they actually win the division, which I know some people are like, it doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. I I it matters to me. Like to me, like win the division. Yeah. Like, come on, this this division isn't what it used to be, even though the Bruins haven't lost a game yet. <laughs> um Bruins suck. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't lost a game yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done Actually, with I just, that. I hope. I wonder if they're playing. Or Although they're you and I, score. you and I were 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 two people who who didn't sit here and say, "Well, the Bruins won't be like I we I know enough now to not write off the Boston Bruins." Okay, like that's not something we're gonna do. Now, the Bruins suck. Yeah, okay. I haven't lost a game. No. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, I am. I I do stand by my my complaining of Sheldon Keefe, though. I I think. He, I just I'm not a fan, and I don't think I, I just don't trust the guy. I think he's always going to go back to what he what he's comfortable with, which is like bizarre lineup choices, a la Kelly Yarncrock on the second line, and just I think your your point, the best point you have made in this episode, hands down, is yeah, if you're these like if you're these. If you're not one of these big four guys, you have to, every second you're on the ice, you got to be winning your minutes. Yeah. Every second. Or Yeah. Or you got to just adjust your, like Max Domi, you're not getting 70 points, buddy. Like Tyler Bertuzzi is the only guy who has the opportunity because of the five on five minutes he's going to get. But like, if you're if you're Max Domi, you really got to, you, you got you to gotta look yourself in the mirror and figure out what you're doing. Yeah. Because you're not getting out there. Um so before we do come back on Sunday with the um two big games Thursday night against the Florida Panthers, Saturday night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right. Lightning are another team that we're sitting here going they 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 they're not they're, they're goaltending Yeah, too sus. Yeah, it's too sus. But I still think they'll still play them tough. Tanner Jeno is going to be looking for Ryan Reeves. It's the regular season. Like anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Like that's 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 the regular season. See you Sunday. See you Sunday. <laughs> no. No. Uh, but g a... Core is it good enough? <laughs> the bottom. Um, not, nobody's going anywhere. Well, because you think about it, like Hayes was saying this tonight, and it's like, duh. It's like, like, and not duh to him. Like duh. Like, yeah, he's right. Like, is this the same? Like. It's the same Kyle Dubas team. Like, it's the same, like, yes, you've brought in other different pieces and, like, different types of hockey players, but this team is built around four guys. This team is going to go where those four guys, five if you want to throw Riley in there, take them. And that's, that's it. That's it. And, and you need to get, you need to constantly try and find players that you can bring in at minimal salary like if you look at the guys they picked up at the deadline last year, like re- some retained salary to come in here and contribute and win their minutes when the big four offensive players are not out there. It's that simple. Uh, yeah. I, to me, like those guys, ah, I'm sick of this guy. Yeah, I know it's over. We've we've overstayed our welcome, yeah. and now we're going in circles. And when we start to yeah. go in circles, that's when I am like, okay, it's time I'm to done go. with this. I'm bored. Thanks very much for checking us out, everybody. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. We are going to be back again on Sunday. We are on the two days a week. Thank you to all the new subscribers and all the people who watched last week and leave the comments. Love the comments. If you're listening to the audio version, leave a comment, leave a five-star review. Every little bit helps. Spread the word, tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We will see you guys on Sunday afternoon.